welcome everyone. You're listening to A Night at the Roundtable, coming to you live from bbsradio.com, station two. My name is Caroline Oceano Ryan, and I'm one of the co-hosts here this evening. The show will be hosted by our friends, uh, White Knight, Faction Three White Knights, Rama Berkowitz and Tara Green. And in addition to them and me, you'll also hear from energy healer Randy Miller, psychic medium and soul historian Omina McGee, and our panelists, Penny Christofferson and Micah Green. So this is going to be a Galactic Good News update show with discussion. So if you've got a question or comment, that's always welcome. Very interactive show. So please do call in if you'd like and ask our white knights or any of us a question or just a comment. The numbers to call for station two are 888-429-5471. That's 888-429-5471. Or you can call the other number, 323-744-4841. That's 323-744-4841. Okay, so to start us off, We'll have a short, <clears throat> pardon, short meditation from our friend Omina McGee. So, Omina, I'll pass the talking stick to you. Thank you, Caroline. If nobody has any special requests for meditation, I thought maybe I would do one on uh, to help ease all the shock and fear that everybody is experiencing. It's definitely in this country with all the shootings with all the loss of life between children and parents and grandparents and husbands and wives and daughters and sons and uncles and aunts and everybody. And it it, it brings us all home to whatever losses we may have suffered, whatever losses we may be afraid of suffering in the future. I thought this would be a good way to get grounded and to remember when you go anywhere near the fear or come in contact when people are in shock and fear or to prevent our own shock and fear. So it's sort of, uh, it can leave you depleted. It can leave you depressed. It definitely can leave a lot of us without hope wondering what our country is coming to or the world. Right now it's really most mostly too much alive and wide aware in our own country. So I just thought that I would concentrate on that tonight. And let's see where where, uh, we can go with that, okay? So everybody, I want you to set an intention of healing, of erasing, of lessening any fear that you might have. Also, the intention is there's any fear that's stored in your cellular system because we often store it there and don't realize it. So we don't need to know the origination of it if we're carrying it. And we also don't want to give permission for it to come in when we're going through it. So all of you that are listening, make sure you're in a, in a comfortable position with your palms up. You're open to receiving. Say a prayer of protection and ask your higher self, your God, wherever your higher power is, for help. And reach out in your mind for your spiritual master teacher 
guides to assist you in this meditation. And if you are ready, take a couple of deep breaths. Now through your mind's eye, remember you have all your guides with you. Visualize, visualize yourself in a deep, dark forest where you cannot see clearly. Accept the darkness that surrounds you and wait. Just patiently wait. As you listen to the noise of the forest, let yourself jump with each sound and let yourself be afraid. We all know what that feels like. If we're shot or somebody comes up behind us, we jump and we jump out of fear. Allow yourself to fear. And you will suddenly cry out in your mind for someone to come to your assistance and they will if you wait patiently. If your fear builds up, and hopefully they will, you just go with the flow. You are protected. Let your mind wander and let it show you whatever it wants to show you. Each individual may see different things. Could be monsters in the darkness, just the way it was when you were a child. Afraid of the dark, wondering what was in the dark. Now you mind to see that. And as, you're, as you are standing there or sitting there, whatever's comfortable for you in the dark, in the forest, right in front of you, a little distance, you see a light. It grows in intensity as it comes towards you. And allow yourself to be curious about it. You're wondering, what is that light? Look within the light and find someone there. If you can't see it, imagine it. When you feel at ease with this person, enter into the light and stand beside them. Begin to have a conversation with this person. Ask who they are. What are, and what are they going to do for you? Ask them to lead you out of the forest. As you speak with them, acknowledge that this is your spiritual master teacher guide who has come to your rescue. Listen to their voice. Be that little child with wide open eyes, open ears, and absorb the confidence and the love that this spirit guide gives you. When you are ready, your spirit guide will take your hand and lead you through the dark forest. So reach out for that hand and hold on to that. Your spirit guide will point out things to you and help you see that many of the things you thought were evil or bad, in fact, were something quite different. Many of the visions that you might see will be symbolic. Ask for an interpretation of them if you do not understand, and your spirit guide will explain it to you. As you move through the forest, 
you will notice it becoming brighter and brighter. And by the time you leave the forest, you will be in broad daylight. Send and look back at the forest and see it as it really is. You'll be surprised at what you see. Take your time to do that. Acknowledge how out of proportion your view of life has been and vow to see things clearly in the future. Ask for help in seeing clearly in the future. Embrace your spirit guide and receive God's love in an act of healing. Then thank them and return to your full consciousness. This is a meditation you can do anytime. You might feel the fear and wonder with all the things that's going on around us and we see clearly what it is because it all is in divine chaos that eventually will turn into the divine right of the way it's supposed to be. Amen. I pass the talk and stuff. Wow, so, so beautiful. I almost did want to come out of that. Absolutely amazing. Thank you so much, Omina. You're welcome. Um, so, yeah, I hope that everyone was assisted by that because I have felt the U.S. and other countries as well here and there have um, really, in some respects, fallen into shadow. And yet, you know, it's um, the darkness that has to come to the surface so that we can cleanse it and release it fully. Um, but Absolutely. Certainly, yeah, the journey can be a bit exhausting, a bit, a bit intense at but, times. Well, that's why we try not to have it exhaust our energy. That's why I think that's a good meditation to go into, because I always see the divine chaos and I'm waiting for divine order. Because oftentimes what appears to be something, 99% of the time it's not. I know that sounds strange, it's hard to understand it, but... If we, it, it's like a hologram to me. If I turn it around, there's something else going on altogether different. And that has to come to light eventually. Yeah, very beautiful. Yeah. Very powerful. Good. Thank okay. you so much. You know, I feel like metaphors can, and, and symbols can answer things for us that the left brain language can't. And um, that's that's really, it's very helpful. And in fact, we can reach out for that. Sometimes I just put myself or the whole world into the violet transmuting flame of St. Germain and uh, just say, you know, transmute, transform, please, you know, <laughs> sort of thing to a higher level. And um, it has it has power in our spirits. I believe that, yeah. Yeah, that's a very good thing to do. And you visualize the globe and cover it in the violet flame. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. Well, already I can hand this talking stick over to Ram and Tara if they'd like to take over at this point, or we can just go around with, I can take everybody around with the energy updates. <laughs> it's up to uh, Ram and Tara. Oh, that's okay. Thank you, Caroline. But you, you can, you can, yeah, we can do it together. All right, <laughs> Caroline, what do you have for something to share with us? <laughs> there we go. Pass the stock right back to you. 
Well, it's interesting because I feel like these energies are uh, assisting us in embracing our shadow aspect, which I know probably isn't a new idea. You see that occasionally. You might see it on social media or an energy healer's website or a blog. And it, it just strikes me that that's what we're doing, <laughs> regardless of whether it's become cliche or not. And I found in my own path, um, I'm looking at what in the past I would have considered a weakness, something I have to move past, something that's just too uncomfortable to sit with. And I'm finding that if I am just sitting with it and I'm allowing uh, feelings or thoughts of, um, oh, this isn't quite right. And then I remove the judgment and I, I say, I'm just going to be patient with this. And maybe there's an unloved child self aspect behind that, you know. It might be very important for us right now with these energies coming in to pay attention to the aspects of ourselves and our, and our culture and our family and our community that we have never been able to believe, never been able to accept. Maybe in another life, you or I were making the same problems, the same situations that these other people are making. And this is why we can't stand to look at it. So um, that's what I've been feeling, that the lid is getting knocked off of all of this and we can run and scream or we can say all right i'll sit with you uh, you know through the night and um i'll be um i'll be just present you know off offering presence for a difficult situation yeah and not not mining for solutions straight off the bat but uh just accepting yeah so that's where i feel the energies are Thank you so much. I'll pass that talking stick back to you, Ramantara. Well, thank you, Caroline. And I would just like to add to what you were saying that the energies I'm feeling right now, <laughs> I'm just saying, they are, um, they're affecting me in a way where you know, I do a lot of writing, and I know you do too, and I thought maybe you might be uh, writing another book or something. I don't know if I'm right. Is that happening? Yeah, I am about to start channeling another one. Yes, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I hope we didn't miss anything, but you haven't done your show on Wednesday nights for two times in a row now, right? Um. No, I did it. Uh, I think, um, well, I did it once in June, but um, no, it hasn't been two times in a row. It's just that it's the second and fourth Wednesday. It's actually a show. It's a conference call and it's, uh, it's energy work and it's every second and fourth Wednesday. So there was a three week break because of how the calendar went in June and July. That's all. Oh, so next this coming Wednesday, um, the 13th, we will have another abundance call. Okay. And- on the fourth as well okay i just kind of thought maybe you were thinking a lot about your writing and what you're going to do and that's why you didn't have it but uh okay i'm so glad to hear that uh i and and i i I thoroughly um i thoroughly appreciate when you do your calls to caroline and uh everybody as caroline just said every second and fourth wednesday Unless things going on in the calendar are <laughs> in the way. 
<laughs> I'll, I'll just explain to people. It's called the Abundance Group, and we do energy work, tapping, visualizations, meditation to move through blocks between us and our our path and the abundance that's ours naturally. So you can find out more at ascensiontimes.com. Just go to where it says Abundance Group. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Tara. You're welcome. And uh, it's it's so helpful, everyone. And um, and uh, thank you, Omino. I, I second that motion. That was, uh, you might say, an energy booster. And I think that the energies being how they're affecting me is, <laughs> Omino came on and said, this has been such a tired day. <laughs> and I could get a good night's sleep and do all kinds of things and feel good and then I need another nap mm. and another one and another yeah. one <laughs> and I think it's because the energies are going so much higher and they want you to lay down so that they can work on you work with you and and help you with the energies yeah I not to interrupt but go ahead Ram uh, there are times with these blending of the nine realms and I see it visually as well as experience it with the um, seeing the particles like um, one of the things I talked about in one of the messages I'm actually seeing purple particles that are making up what the violet flame is that's part of our atmosphere and permeating everything i literally see purple sparks or particles at the corners of my eyes and this is going on quite regularly i'm not getting glaucoma i have perfect eyesight (laughs) i'm just saying the realities are effing changing faster than i know how to keep a lift up with or talk about and embrace it don't kind of freak out and you know resist it because it only is going to get stronger and I have to say that it's affecting folks we're seeing it right in terms of the everyday stories and I could say you know, as the energies get higher and people are asking for peace, um, there's a pushback, and we're seeing that right now with the increase of the lawlessness going on that is being pushed by, I would just call them this final group of fallen angels who are desperately hanging on and they can't hang on anymore they're getting exposed and as we're seeing in the last 24 48 hours Boris Johnson gave his resignation speech and um but he says I'm not leaving I'm not leaving not for a while (laughs) anyway he says he's gonna wait until his party picks his, his the next ne- candidate the next well no picks the next prime, prime minister. minister yeah and we'll see what that looks like and it is quite a scene because it is about the higher energies coming in and 
if you're playing with the dark side, it's going to get you. I passed the talking stick. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay. I know, Micah, you called me and we were scrambling head over fist to get things transcribed for tonight. Please forgive me, but I'm sure you've got something to share with us. How about we pass the talking stick to you, Micah? Yes, indeed. And thank you very much, Tara. <clears throat> and greetings to all of our listeners from around the world and throughout the cosmos. Uh, I'd also like to say a special thank you to Amina tonight for that meditation. And also, in particular, what you mentioned about divine chaos and that what we are living in at this moment. Um, well, folks, this past week has been quite the week with solar flares blasting massive amounts of light onto our mother Gaia. Mother Earth, Gaia, is elevating her soul to become the 33rd planet to rise to a fifth dimensional star in this local universe of Nebadon. Make sure to honor what your body and soul needs in these times of transition. If you need extra rest, honor that. If you're hungry, go ahead and eat. If, if you're not hungry, just leave it be. Drink some water. Uh, you know, we're, we're actually living in unprecedented times. And it is such a blessing to be on this planet right meow. The paradigm shift is here. <clears throat> In other news from the Keshe Foundation and Mr. Keshe, the new enhancement unit technology frees the physicality and the soul of the man from enslavement. It is the movement of the energies of the universe through the soul. And the soul will arise in the dimension of the light of the system. And then it decides where you want to go. With the new technology and progress in Linz, Austria, since the beginning of uh, June 6th, we have delivered the transmutation of the soul of the man. And lastly, I have had an alarm set for 5.55 p.m. every single day for the past two months to uh, plus to light a, can a beeswax candle for and to honor and recognize Master Saint Germain. May I encourage anyone listening tonight to do the same. Make sure it's beeswax too, as Saint Germain is and was and all, probably always will be a master beeswax candle maker. And with that, I pass the talking stick back to you, Tara and Rama. Thank you, Micah. I've, Rama, tell, tell everybody what you used to do when you were in the ashram. Oh, I used to make candles. Out of beeswax. Out of beeswax, all kinds of different. Uh, uh, and you were in the Self-Realization Fellowship Ashram, right? No, that was um, Swami oh. Satchidananda's Integral Yoga Institute in Pomfret, Connecticut. Oh, okay. That's another ashram. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
And I used to make all kinds of different candle sculptures where you heat the wax and you dip it in different colors until you take a exacto knife and you cut different kinds of um make different cuts into the candle and you twist it and shape it and these beautiful sculptures come out of the candle and I literally would see people's auras and I would put the colors that I would see in the auras in the candles. Of the people. Of the people. So, so you made them to made order. them candles according to their aura. Wow. Yeah. Now, there you got another idea, everybody. We're all getting our gifts back. Yeah. And so many people that never heard of such a thing are going, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, duh. <laughs> it's better than that. That's really cool. Forgive me to interrupt. I have to say that's so cool, Rama. Um, I learned how to make candles too, but I never went that far as to, you know, uh, <laughs> making the candle specifically to the aura of the person. That is incredible. I, I I learned how to do like the ancient uh, hand drip candles where it's kind of like medieval almost where the drips come down the side of the candle and you can make them really big too. Like <clears throat> some of the candles were like three feet tall and they had three wow. wicks on them and they had these beautiful like just drips of wax down the side it looked like uh from the medieval time beautiful beautiful candles you know yeah wow i'm just gonna say now so you know how to make candles so raman i mean now uh, micah you got to practice seeing auras <laughs> that's very true thank you very much you're welcome <laughs> it it did help me in the beginning i would sit against I did this with a friend who was helping me but I would sit against the wall where the windows were and the blind it was early afternoon and the blinds were kind of not completely shut so it made the 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 room was had some light in it, it wasn't black light. but uh and then my friend would sit against the white wall that was on the other side of the windows from me and then I would look at her, focus on her, but kind of almost squint. This just worked for me. And I was not really looking directly at her. I was just looking like almost like out of the corner of your eye. Mm. And the auras would show up. I could actually see the aura of the person and all the various colors in different places that were different. Sometimes there were agitations. I could see them like little gray blocks or, you know, the color wasn't there. Uh, or I could see uh, things that were um, like very sharp looking things that were not very pretty colors. And so I could, I could also do this and I could do it with my hand. I could come up with a person and I could just not not touch them, but in their aura, I could, I could, you know, like 
visualize the violet fire coming out of my hand and I would go over these things that I saw in the person's aura and everything would turn violet in the whole aura and they said all gone in the spot doesn't hurt anymore it's all gone Mm -hmm. and I said oh thank you (laughs) and I mean this is a continual you can find all kinds of creative ways imagine all the world living in a world of peace just that song imagine in that way what you can do through the aura and 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 see through the aura it it works it it always works (laughs) so there you go um could i add to that yes please oh me okay another way micah you can when you're in a relaxed state you look in a mirror and you just concentrate, you keep looking straight. And you begin to see your own aura. Mm. It happens very quickly, actually. But you have to quieten your mind and don't let your eyes wander off anywhere. Just look. Mm-hmm. At first, it might be a little scary because you might find yourself disappearing out <laughs> of the mirror. But then that's where you will see the aura. As the aura becomes bigger, you see less of you. It's worth a chance. It's worth a try. It's fun. I passed it on to take back. Well, where are you looking, Omina? Are you looking? You're looking at, at yourself. Eyes? You're looking at yourself in the mirror, and you oh, look into okay. your you look into your eyes. Okay. You concentrate and look into your eyes, and you don't allow your eyes to wander anywhere. Mm-hmm. The intention oh. is you want to see your aura. Yeah. Well. Oh, I'll try that. Yeah. It works. Uh, Brahma, thank you, uh, Omina. Brahma, have you always been able to see people's auras? I know babies and small children can very often, but then they get it kind of knocked out of them, you know? Yes, I have always seen auras all through my lifetime. When you were a little tiny person, too. Yeah. I, I, I mean... Since the time of five and before, I've always seen auras. Not after five? Well, be, yeah, but I sort of have uh, fuzzy memories. I mean, it's like... Uh, what you said, since you were at five and before, you could see auras as if you couldn't after five. No, I, I'm saying that from, I'd say, four or five on. I have seen auras. Oh, okay. Really defined. Yeah, really defined clearly. Mm. Wow. That is great. Sometimes I have to tune it out and and like kind of uh, unfocus my eyes where I'm uh, sort of looking at a haze and then, you know, I can kind of concentrate on reality, this reality, because it gets quite intense. When you see see the different realms blending with this one, Mm -hmm. especially if you're driving. (laughs) Don't do that when you're driving. Never. No, no, please. No, you have the ability to turn those things on and off. Yes, I do. Mm, thank you very much. <laughs> um, 
um, I was going to say, uh, Omina, why don't you continue if you want to share something with the people? I'm going to pass the talking stick back to you if you want to share something with the people. Okay, thank you, Tara. Yeah. Um, I was just going to talk about the energies. I mean, yesterday and today, if anything could, if anything could go wrong, in everything that I was doing, did. So I just put it up there to the universe and said, okay, I'm just going to go with the flow of this, see where it takes me, and it just took me to exhaustion. Things got cancelled, things got misled, things got put into the wrong hands. So I'm just waiting for it all to, I'm waiting for it all to settle down and correct itself. And if it doesn't correct itself, then it's all being, it's all where it's supposed to be. I've decided I'm going to accept it that way. That's how I go with the flow of things. It's always a good idea. Just go with the flow because it's a lot less stressful. And trust that the flow usually knows where it's going. It's our resistance that creates our own havoc, you might say, or our own stress. Didn't have any fear about it. I came home and I took a nap. I got up today and I wanted to go back for a nap right away. I've had two naps today. I don't know if I would last for the whole at 11 o'clock tonight, but I will let you know if I'm going to get off at any time I begin to fall asleep because that's what the energy does. It's like a wave that I just have to lie down flat and let the wave pass. I don't know if anybody else experiences it that way, but that's the way I'm experiencing it. And then when I get back up after a little while, I feel better, but I never know when it's going to hit. So hopefully I've asked them to stop it. I've had it. It's like me a bigger body to accommodate it. A taller body, a taller body would be much preferable. Not bigger in girth, just taller. I passed it on to I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Omina. I do too. Thank you for that comment, Caroline. Um, yeah. Okay, so um, I, I just want to say that. Oh. Uh, I am so grateful. I just want to say I'm so grateful for where we found ourselves living now. Uh, everywhere we look, there are trees and beautiful green bushes. And in the last couple of weeks, we've had rain on and off for almost every day. Yeah. And we hadn't had a single drop of rain for eight and a half months, for the whole eight and a half months before that, except for two about 10 minute light snowflakes, you know, coming down in the winter. Like it didn't even cover everything. It just did that. And, and all of a sudden for the last couple of weeks, about just about every day, there's a gentle rain somewhere along the timeline kind of different and I just want to say how grateful we are for this it's just like a, such a blessing and we're sitting here right now with the front door open and looking out the bay window 
and it was so dry, you know, things that we didn't have, when they were supposed to be getting green, they weren't because there was nothing called rain. And now everything's all green. It's like a miracle. So I just wanted to say that I'm so grateful for that. So, all right, I'm going to pass this talking stick to Captain Randy. Here it comes, Randy. Thank you, Tara. I'll take that talking stick. Well, I'm just going to talk about a couple things. One thing, the Dutch government. I had a f talk with my friend this morning, his brother's over there. He said the government is absolutely gone insane. The government wants to slash greenhouse gases and reduce the amount of nitrogen ammonia in the soil by 30 to 70 percent. And any farmer knows you need nitrogen in the soil to help make the crops grow. So there is real revolt going on over there. And he said, we must thank the Canadian truckers for standing up to their government because that gave us the energy and the willpower to do the same thing. Now the fishermen have joined them. Now the average person is joining them. Because what this means is there's no going to be no food on the table. It's already hitting the grocery stores. In California, 70,000 independent truckers are now out of business. The California government said, if you don't work for the corporation, you do not run your trucking company. We will not renew your licenses. So 70,000 truckers are in the midst right now of leaving California and moving to Arizona or some other state. So Californians, you better hang on. to You better buy extra food while you can. But you see, folks, this is all part of their plan. Get old Bill, Bill, not a doctor, not anything insane gates to buy all the land so they can control and kick all the farmers off to grow their GMO crap. This is a worldwide thing. It's happening in every single country. Resist by doing something simple. Go to a farmer's market. Buy the most that you can from the farmer himself. There are lots of farmer's markets around. And these farmers know they love their land. They love what they're doing. Unlike the corporate farmer, that he oh, he is only caring about how much did I sell today? How much crap can I put on my land to get more thing, to get more profits? We have to go back to the old style of farming. But the interesting thing is, once all the galactic technology is released, we won't need to farm the land as much anymore. We need to heal the earth. The next thing I'd like to talk about, if anyone has not heard, the Georgia Guidestones oh, yeah. were blown up at 3.33 a.m. I have seen the first footage of someone who was there, mm -hmm. who photographed it, and then said, regardless of what you hear, there was no bomb. This gentleman, who works in CGI, took apart the film frame by frame and proved beyond a reasonable doubt 
that God did it. A lightning bolt struck the stone, disintegrated it. Oh so now, the Georgia State, wherever that thing is, they've got these pictures of these guys leaving in a car and all this other stuff. And it's just, it's just, it's just disinformation. But what they had to do, they had to go take front end loaders and knock down all the other stones for safety reasons. But the first stone that they knocked down was the English, the one that got knocked by God was the English one saying you have to reduce the population to 50,000, 500,000 people, all this other stuff. Now, supposedly, there's a time capsule there. So someone is asking, are they going to open it? So, folks, we have to realize that nature and the cosmic energies itself are starting to accelerate all this stuff. Nature's in control. We were talking about divine chaos. Well... Within the universe is divine chaos, but always behind that is divine order. We only see the chaos here in this plane of duality. In the universe, it's a different story. And Mr. Kesh is showing with his life enhancement units, his flight simulation units, and all the people that are going through it and talking about their soul's experience, that we are all one. That we are all one. And this energy is being seen from space by the galactics. They see this energy of what's going on in Lentz. They know we're doing something. And remember, ask and you shall receive the oldest words in the English language, the old little story. But it's true. It's true. I put up some more chocolate for my fairy. She liked it. It was gone. <laughs> yep. We have to. Gigi likes chocolate too. <laughs> yes, you have to pay homage, would you like to call it, to the other elemental kingdoms. Yes, Talk to did. them. Yesterday, I walked out on the deck and there was a little yellow birdie. And I thought, oh, this bird hasn't moved. I've watched him through the window for a few minutes. I walked up and said, are you okay, birdie? Are you injured? Do you want help? The bird looked. He just looked at me. Oh, okay. I'll go back in. I better take a picture of this birdie before I pick him up. The moment I got within two feet of him, and the moment I put the camera up, gone. Yeah. <laughs> they sense the electromagnetic fields from the cameras. Uh -huh. And they don't like it. If I would have approached him and just picked him up, probably, no problem. But he could sense that camera. Yeah. Beautiful bird. Beautiful bird. It's the same thing. People are trying to get pictures of hummingbirds. and They have to take it through windows. Because the birds and things feel the energy from these things. And they know, for them, imagine their sensitivities. I read a thing many years ago about the memory capabilities of a bird. The scientists took a room. They built a forest. They put these birds in. And they put 50,000 seeds on the ground. And the birds, the nature of those birds, is to always take the seeds off the ground and put them in places in the trees and the leaves and the bark anywhere for storage for winter. 
Scientists let the birds do all that. Then they took the birds out. Then they went in. And they rearranged everything in the whole place without disturbing where the seeds were and put the birds back in. The birds found all 50,000 seeds. So if someone calls you a bird brain, tell them thank you. That must mean I have an excellent memory. I can remember where 50,000 seeds are buried a few hours later. Randy. Yes. I, I Excuse me, about I before I forget, I heard something from my son Christopher today. I'm still not sure because I, I, I think you might know because uh, you were talking about you were talking about the people in Denmark. Yes. Lot. And I think it's connected with that that the the Danish are are doing something horrible like you said where they're trying to get rid of these farms and they're trying to get rid of what 30 to 70% of the nitrogen in the soil? Yes, and that's why they're seizing the farmland. It gives the government the right if you've got too much nitrogen, they want to seize the farmland. Okay, now there are other places. I'm not sure if Denmark's doing this, but the governments in other places are making the farm. They're burning the fire, the farmland to nothing. Yes, they're, they're getting paid to it. There's had this happening in England and happening in in Italy as well. Oh my Can God. I ask a question? Um, it has to do with whether it's Holland or Dutch or Denmark. Where about the nitrogen in the soil, Randy? Netherlands. It is the Netherlands. Okay, not Netherlands. Denmark. Okay, yeah, Netherlands. I made a mistake and said Denmark. Well, okay. I I know there was something. I saw another story about something from Denmark related to um, the World Economic Forum, but it isn't that. And so I so that's why I'm think I'm thinking about something else as well. Okay, I'll mute out. Yeah, I mean. Uh, that's another thing, Penny, when you're talking about um, Bill Gates and the World Economic Forum and what's the other guy's name that's connected with the World Economic Forum? Bill. Uh, the other guy. No. Um, Herr Klaus. Herr Klaus. Klaus. Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab. That's the guy. Yeah. Those guys are being as blatant as ever. They're saying... We want to get rid of y'all. I mean, they're just saying, we want you dead. They're saying it outright. And the Netherlands House of Representatives put out a statement today that said, the honest message is that not all farmers will continue in business. Those who do will have to farm differently. What does that mean? That means you do what we say or you don't work or you don't farm. This is really uh, time. Well, do we ever know in the whales of history before any giant revelations and changes happened to civilizations that this wasn't happening before? No, we don't. It's only because of social media that we know what happens in the within the world within a few minutes of it happening. And, that, and, and I have sorry, uh, Randy. I've got uh, an article about that. Because I think that came from uh, Telegram, wasn't it? 
and I found the article, so I'll put it in the, I'll send it out after the call, because they do say what they expect the farmers to do and not do. Like, really? And the farmer's reaction was classic, and I'll leave it with you, Randy, to tell. Okay, Penny and, and Randy, I don't know which of you know this, but um, uh, Christopher was also saying that these guys, Klaus Schwab and um, uh, Bill Gates and stuff, uh, something about that there are 100 places in the United States which are like places where they store tons and tons and tons of food. And they burnt all 100 of them to the ground. They, they destroyed all the food. They burnt the whole facility to the ground. There's nothing left. Yeah, warehouses, farms, and somebody's chicken farm had been in the family for how many centuries? It mysteriously just burnt to the ground, lost all their chickens. So, you know, they're, they're destroyed. I mean, this, this, this is where divine intervention is needed because how much longer and how much more crazier does this have to get? No one should lose their lives. No one. Divine, uh, I would say that this is really something we can do and it's really required. We say divine intervention is required. We call can, on them. You, can you I have, interrupt? Yes, Omina, please. You're not Especially if we're asking for divine intervention. Can we all, all the listeners, everybody for the highest good, start invoking divine intervention for the highest good? Because I think if we all do that, I think it'll be very, very powerful. I agree. And yeah. they'll work with it. They, they're they not going to just come in and all of a sudden take care of it all, but they will work with it. They'll work with the energies to transform the energies so that it begins to gain momentum and begins to create change. The change is already happening because things are beginning to fall. So we need to just maybe speed it up a little bit. <laughs> and I would just say, yeah. divine well, intervention now. The last yeah, thing that the farmers did in the middle of the night, and they stuck onto an Air Force base, broke the gates down with their tractors and stole an aircraft, <laughs> stole some big aircraft like, you know, some air fighter or something, and dra- someone got a picture of them dragging it away. So, look at you don't take up. We got one of your toys. So you have to realize the resources of when you get the people mad, and they're mad. And it's not that they're mad; they just simply want to do what they love to do. And you know, you have to realize that these these guys they all get they have these big meetings, and they you know they tell us to cut back, and they use their jets and all this other stuff and you know people are tired of it they're really tired of it and 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 we have to realize that that yes we're in the we're in the eye of the storm yes and we just have to persevere take it day by day do the best we can and don't get involved in the emotional drama that's what they want you to do exactly because that that muddies the waters I was just reading, as we're talking about issues, 
And I was just reading, especially this whole uh, trying to control women's bodies and take their rights from them. And whatever women do with their bodies has to be through them and their maker. It's not for all white, gray, white-haired men to make decisions about what we should do with our bodies. It's not something I have to worry about, but I might be very worried about with a very young person. And what they're doing is just terrible. But I was reading that in Poland, I knew Poland had put a ban on abortion because their population was getting below zero. And they'll do that because the society will die out if it doesn't do something on that idea. But what the women did in Poland, they organized, whether this is true, I read it, they decided they weren't going to do any shopping. They weren't going to be housewives. They weren't going to be sex partners. They weren't going to do anything that most women do until they decided to change the law and got the attention of the government. And they got the attention of the government and the president said they were going to revisit the matter. How true that is, I don't know, but I think it's a great idea. If we want to create change, sometimes we have to do crazy things. Oh, Mina, that's a really old trick. That goes back to Roman times. I think it was Roman times. Uh, It goes back to the cave times. (laughs) Perhaps that as well, but I know that as a strategy, it was used by women uh, in the past, and it might have been Roman. Women are powerful. They're powerful. Darn tootin'. A Greek play. And a lot of them are afraid of their own power. Maybe I'll do a whole show on that. They're so that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah they're, afraid, they're, they're afraid to exercise their own power. Yeah. I mean, they did it when they went for the vote. They've done it over history. You know, so it's like you just have to be all the things that women do. They figured that if a man hired someone to do all what his wife did, it would cost him a hundred thousand dollars a year. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've heard that kind of stuff too. Yes. And it's like, and this is not about, this is not about bashing men at all. This is about what society has created. That's right. That's what it's about because there's an awful lot of good men out there who do as much as women do and do everything to help. It's just that the ones in power have a lot, are, are abusing the power. I mean, they have in Alabama and Michigan where you can't even get an abortion if you're a kid. There was a big case about a 10-year-old who was raped and became pregnant and they would not agree to give her an abortion. What 10-year-old can have a baby, a killer? And, and, and would not make any exceptions if it's a rape or incest. That's just totally, there's no compassion in that. Our, our maternal mortality rates in this country are, are huge. Ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculously high. It's I keep saying, yeah, we're, we're a 21st century country with 19th a- century <laughs> principles. Oh, no, Cave, no, no, caveman no. style, you guys. It's caveman not, style. It's the mentality of a third world country. Yeah. Yeah. But that p- does put women back to the 1800s, that SCOTUS decision to oh, way back then. deny a choice because in the 1800s, a woman was still the property of the husband or the father or the brother. So, right. um, 
she didn't have choices. She didn't have a vote. She didn't have money of her own generally, you know, unless it had been bequeathed to her quite intentionally. And uh, of course, there were working women who worked for money so they could survive, but they were paid horribly. But it's still, it's still the sadly. same. Yeah, it's still the same in third world countries. Yeah. They have no rights. <clears throat> yeah. So we are in a 21st century country with the mentality of a third world country. Yeah. God bless them all. That's all yeah. I can say. Highly regret. I'm going to burn them all up with a violet flame. <laughs> okay. That's not a bad idea. For the higher good. For the higher good. The higher good. Trans- yeah. Transformation. Metaphorically speaking. Yeah. Metaphorically speaking. Well, I'm wondering um, if the updates are done. I'm wondering if Rama has any any good galactic news for us. I could use some. Um, <laughs> let me see. Uh, uh, Randy, were you done? I and- passed the talking stick to Rama. <laughs> okay. Just checking. All right. And I was just going to ask um, uh, I was going to ask Penny if she had something in particular that you wanted to share with us before we go to that. Yes, I did, because I had quite a a week uh, this last week. Um, But it's a personal personal story, but in some ways. uh, Let me start with this Tuesday, which was the 5th. Somewhere in that day, it was 11 o'clock in the morning, and it felt like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. We'd had rain, and it was gray and dark, and it felt like winter, and I couldn't. Um, I couldn't align myself with what the clock on the wall was saying. It felt like five o'clock, seven o'clock. And now I'm, as you, you people are talking, I'm thinking that it had to do with the energy I expended the week before, because on Sunday, uh, the 23rd or 24th of June, whatever Sunday it was, everything was just coasting along nicely till nine o'clock at night when I got a phone call from my sister in Manitoba. Could I feed them on Friday? I said, feed you? You're in Manitoba. Well, we're coming to Alberta for a wedding. And lo and behold, that is what occurred. So that was fine. And by Thursday morning or Wednesday night, I got another phone call from friends in Calgary. We're going on an expedition for a month in our camper trailer, you know, a, a camper on the truck sort of thing. It's not a trailer. Truck and camper. And we want to make your house the first stop on Thursday night. How about, is that okay? And by this time, I was reeling. I'd also had a big meeting with my counselor on, in my county that, that week and had to prepare for that. And there were a number of, couple of other things. And I, was, I felt like I was a spinning top. Divine chaos is only one word I could use for that. And um, I'm... I'm just thankful that I had a lot of stuff in the freezer and everything and could, you know, work my magic and stuff. But I'd never had a week like that for a long time. And um, I, happily, my, get, my and my guests that came on Thursday night stayed till Saturday. And then on the Sunday, my sister was coming. So, you know, you talk about uh, schedules that get backed up and all the things you have to do in the public as well. And then there's stuff related to the calls. It was like something wild, and I was pretty ga- I was pretty exhausted by the time the whole thing done, and I didn't know where. Uh, then it started to rain, and it just it just 
expletives deleted, rained and rained and rained. And then by Tuesday, I I think I could have just dug a hole in the ground and gone, or gone and slept with Jack the Squirrel. I don't know. I was, it was the weirdest day on Tuesday. All the energies were funny, odd. I mean, funny, not ha-ha, but funny, odd. And uh, I'm, I'm feeling like today I'm kind of back into my normal space. But I was completely off-put for a while. There was so much going on. And everything... Um, there was a lot of heavy stuff got discussed as well. So, you know, family matters and things like that. So that all, that all contributed to the, what I heard somebody refer to as the COVID cloak of energy, the kind of energy that's been sitting on us for the last two or three years. And um, it's finally um, looking like it's going to be released. And anyway, so... Yeah, I'm just coming back to the world of what we call normality uh, right now, at least in this circle. <laughs> it's it's not necessarily what other people consider normal, but it was such an adventure. Um, and I just feel like I got through it with the skin of my teeth, that's all. Uh, anyway, that's just a personal view of what's been going on and... Uh, the weather up, I'm, I was listening to Tara saying praises for rain, and uh, it, this is true. And uh, right now, it's you just cut the lawn, you cut the grass, and you turn around and, you know, put the mower away, and the next day you go out and have to do it again. I mean, it is raining, and there's just enough warmth for things to grow, but not enough to dry out. And apparently in Manitoba... Uh, you turn around and it rains and there's nowhere for the water to go. The soil is so sodden that whenever it rains, it just sits on the ground. It's really, really, really bad. So tie that in with the story about uh, farming. They didn't get any farming done. Even my nephew, who farms on the west side of Riding Mountain, uh, there's parts of his land, the low parts, that uh, he can't he can't work. Where last year he could work work them with the tractor and the harrows and stuff. This year he can't go anywhere near them. They're so soggy. So it's going to be in some places drought and in other places just too much rain and nothing is growing. So uh, it's not a good scene. I was anywhere. That was going to, if I could comment a little bit, Kenny, I think that mother earth is reflecting back to humanity the extreme energy that humanity is engaged in in their political life on the planet yeah and and i mean is this is it not extreme that all the world governments are burning food supplies down in the whole world Yes, and the other thing that I think I was thinking about the rain and thinking about it as a cleansing, as a cleansing process, in 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 a sort of in a metaphysical se- or a metaphorical sense, you know, uh, because uh, nothing will grow, and maybe if if um, you can't put more chemicals on it, maybe it'll help wash the chemicals away. I have no idea if that's possible or not. But I just started thinking about rain as a as a cleaner, like you know, like a washing machine, <laughs> a kind of washing machine. Yeah, I don't know. 
I I I I think though that the weathers are very extreme. Like um, I, I turn on the news and somewhere there's a terrible flood, and somewhere else there's terrible fires. There's fires all around Rome right now. Yeah, that's the other thing I was going to bring up the question of Rome. Yeah, that's very interesting that the fires. There's no fires anywhere in Italy except all around Rome. Oh, yeah, maybe my. they're going to be under the seats of judgment in the in the Vatican. You know, that'd be good. Is light Rome of fire, burning? light of fire. <laughs> Somebody Rome... else had a comment. Who was that? Was that you, Caroline? No, that was me. I was asking, is Rome burning? Yeah. Yes. Yes, it so, is. That sounds so biblical. Mm-hmm. It is. Wow. Wow, uh, great. That I'm just saying, Mother Earth is very wise. Mm. Something about fires all around Rome is a very strong message. I'll just say that. And yes, anyway, I passed the talking stick, Tara. Okay, you're all done, huh? Well, I am getting better. I was cooked before, but I'm better now. Okay, well, maybe we should, Caroline, you had something you wanted to say. What did you want to say there? Oh, no, I'm I'm fine. Thank you. I, I'm just, I am wondering if Rama was aware about the Georgia Guidestones getting uh, blown up or taken out or what have you, and if he had any info on that or if he could ask his people, because that's rather curious. <laughs> what I could say about that, like Commander Randy said, Thor and the folks that are in charge of the higher realms are taking care of the old energies that represent the timeline that has to go because can't keep the people in, in mind control slavery any longer it's just the energies are getting too high people are waking up and revolution evolutions in the air and i can say that the highest path is nonviolence, and we are witnessing an excess of violence right now it is about the backlash of mm-hmm. the energies getting stronger because people are resisting. And they don't know really what's happening to them. No. That, yeah, Ra- I wanted to add, Rama, that um, I got water delivered today and I went out to talk to the driver because he's a new driver and I haven't had uh, much inter- interchange with him. Yeah. Um, but he's noticing what's going on. He had to get his shots in order to work, you know, to keep on driving for the water, the water company. But he was he was upset over some of the rules and regulations regarding COVID. Um, he, and especially the children. Uh, he doesn't know what's going on, but he doesn't agree with it one little bit. And now that the masks, you know, we're supposed to be able to be without the masks, you know, people are. Uh, uh, oh yeah, and then there's the the they're beginning to push the Omicron again, and uh, he says he just wants to know what all this madness is. That's and he's a truck driver, you know. So 
I'm thinking, oh, good, you know, it's really getting through to him. So I, he, I couldn't tell him everything, but I did tell him a few things. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say to that too, Penny. Um, I mean, I, uh, it's, there's a lot going on, but everywhere, wherever in Europe, in the United States, in South America, over there in Asia, wherever the people don't agree, they do not sit on their duff. They get out there and they get into the face of the government. They are absolutely past their third eye in disgust of what they're being forced or or it's being, you know, it's the, uh, the empire is attempting to create Hitler. You know, you might say in every government in the world right now. And I mean, um, I had to have my son tell me that they're burning down all the food supplies. There's a hundred of these places where they have food supplies, tons and tons of food. They burnt it all to shreds. It's all gone. They did that just in the last week or two. What? What is going on? And now we hear Randy saying, you know, and, and, and we hear other people saying, you were saying something too, that, I mean, they're burning the farms down. They're not letting the farms. Uh, in other words, they have no intention of growing more food. They are permanently wanting to ruin the soil so that food won't grow, so that people starve to death. What are we doing? We're talking about first world countries now doing this. I'm just putting it to this uh, round table and we've got to be very creative. We need solutions. Anybody got any ideas? Well, I like Domina's decision that what we need to do is to call in divine intervention in a very big way. And I agree because we, we can stand in the way, but it's all sort of secondary. It's, we can protest, we can write to people in power. Um, but at that point, these agendas are already in, in motion and we are, we can't get out ahead of them to head them off of the past. Whereas our galactic friends, the higher dimensional ones can do that, but we've got to call them in, require that help absolutely command it forth and command our higher selves to give us solutions Um, because they've got the upper hand, this other crowd, they know what evil they're going to launch next. And we're living in reaction to them. And that's not a very high place to be vibrationally. So uh, I am encouraging people not to panic about food shortages I, I don't want to drift into any timeline where that's becoming a huge problem. Um, and that's just one issue. There are many. So right. yeah. I'm, I'm wanting to concentrate on as much as possible that's positive and whatever I feel empowered by. And it, it does, I do feel empowered when I call in higher dimensional help. And I say, what are the divine solutions? We're here, we're in this issue, which is re- unbelievable. You know, they're forcing the jab on tiny youngsters now. Um, And yes, they're trying to destroy our food supplies and stop, completely screw up the uh, supply chain. And uh, we're so unprepared 
in this country, particularly in the US, because we've been so spoiled for so long. We're so unprepared to deal with any kind of hardship except to try to escape it. And either we're going to get stronger or we're going to get much weaker. And I, I feel like saying to people, which are you going to choose? Because this is a very determinative time. And I'm, I'm not going to sit here and feel like a victim. They I'm going to add to that. Horrible stuff. Yeah, they keep pulling one thing after another. Oh. Uh, I'm not interested in falling into the pit. No. Oh, can I add to that, Caroline? Of course, Amina. Okay. Um, we are the interventionists. Yes. We, we, I still keep hearing how separate we are from the divine masters. We're not. We can, we have the power, each one of us, to sit down and go into a meditation and invite the world leaders to come into that meditation. The good, the bad, the different. And give them help in the meditation. we got to let them know on a soul level what they're doing. They have to stop doing it. And build up that energy fields that they can't get through to do what they want to do with their power. One way to control the world is you starve them. That's how you control people. You starve them first until most of them are dead and then the rest are willing to do anything for food. The other part is the world is lacking in abundance, just in a spiritual abundance that we need for abundance to manifest. But we have the power by our thought. If you can't do the meditation, talk to them consciously on a soul level. I do it all the time with people. That's how I find out what I'm allowed to do with them, what I'm not allowed to do with them. Because they actually talk back. The consciousness of the soul is very, very vast. And we have the power as healers or to administer healer, healing, to encourage, to not, to, just to see ourselves as one. I always talk about walking and talking with the masters. Well, I'm walking and talking with them. I'm one of the masters. We all have that power because that's who we are. That's our spiritual heritage. That's who we are, is to do that. Think that way, do that way, bring in the guides, bring in the masters. We, we co-create together. We co-create together for world peace, world abundance. And tell them they don't have the power to control us. They cannot control us without our permission. The problem is the world has been created I don't want to say religion, but actually it's made us all dependent. Any form of religion has made people dependent because they hand it all up to God to fix it and forget that God gave us all free will. And the majority in the world are not exercising their free will because if they were, we wouldn't have the mess we have. So it isn't divine chaos and it's up to us as masters to put it into divine order. 
So each and everybody, I want you to walk away knowing you're part of the divine. Exercise that divine energy in you. Wake it up. Move it. Move it, move it, move it. Even if you have to physically move, move it, move, move it. Make a song. Make Put on music. Music is wonderful to wake things up. Listen to it. A pastor talks to you. I'd like to bring up one crazy, insane thing that happened in England this week. Burp catching mask for grassy cows. Designed to reduce methane emissions and slow down climate change. Wins prestigious Prince Charles Prize. A new face mask for cattle captures the burps and converts the methane into carbon dioxide and water vapor. Folks, it's really out of control. When we start to have money given to corporations by the people who have no idea what's going on to put masks on cows. So next time you see a cow in the in the field... Just wave to them and ask them not to fart and things will be fine. I pass the talkie stick. So Raman Tar will pass that talking stick back to you now. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I was unmuted. I was jabbering away to say something to what Randy said. I'll say it again. I It made me laugh. I said, why in the heck are they putting masks on the cow's mouth when the more of the more meth more methane by 10 they're they're letting out in their farts at the other end? I mean, that doesn't make any sense, uh, much less being stupid. But I'm just gonna say, yes, cows release methane gas in a huge amount on the planet. I mean, it's huge. I don't know what to do about that. It's just that uh, I'm not putting any any bibs on our mouths. Or, 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 or no, 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 no. But I passed the talking stick to somebody. Um, oh, you, Rama. Yes. Probably oh, read I, this. Maybe, maybe say, let's say one more thing because this is pretty strong because today, this morning, in England... 60 more members of parliament quit. Yeah. Completely quit uh, Boris Johnson's government. Uh, were they mainly conservative? Conservative MPs? I think they uh, were. It's, I'll read it here. Boris Johnson has announced his resignation as leader to the United Kingdom's Conservative Party after. He, la- he lost the support of much of his own cabinet. Johnson spoke earlier today outside his official residence at 10 Downing Street after some 60 members of parliament quit his government in recent days to protest a series of scandals. And, um, and there'll be one of them that Ram is going to read about in the update here. Uh, but uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson said it is clear clearly now the will of the parliamentary conservative party that there should be a new leader of that party and therefore a new prime minister and i have agreed with sir graham brady the chairman of our back bench mps 
that the process of choosing the new leader should begin now. And the timetable will be announced next week. And I have today appointed a cabinet to serve as I will until the new leader is in place. So however long that process is takes, it's going to stay the leader. It's going to stay as the uh, prime minister, even though the people wanted to have quit yesterday and get out of the podium, you know, and seat. But Johnson now faces widespread calls for his immediate resignation as prime minister, including from prominent members of his own party. After headlines, we'll discuss it further. Anyway, that's all, that's all I wanted to read. But that's a big deal because I was just asking Rama and maybe he'll get some more information. Well, isn't it time to just end the monarchy now? You know, I mean, wouldn't that be a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> so you got to talk to your people, but that would be excellent. Oh. And the marquee, yes. Okay, this starts out on Friday, the 1st of July, His Holiness the Dalai Lama. If we look at the buildings we live and work in, the roads we travel, the clothes we wear, or the food we eat, we must acknowledge that all are provided by others. None would exist for us to enjoy and make use of were it not for the kindness of so many people unknown to us. And this is Friday, Natasha. Today, I went out to the Garden of the Gods, which is a UFO corridor about 20 minutes west of the far west end of Santa Fe. It was 12.30 p.m. early this afternoon. This was last Friday. There are many large rock formations with numerous stone beings you can see in the rocks. As you tune to their vibrations, they will indeed communicate with you. I walked up to one of the very large rocks, pulled out my cell phone, and opened the Genius app and began to play the solfeggio tones of my vibration that I created with my technology a while ago. Then a portal opened, and I saw Natasha, yet she didn't see me. So I sent a text from my cell phone to Natasha on her cell phone to get her attention. Natasha then said to me, greetings, Lord Rama. I see you have opened the transdimensional portal. So please be careful, as these portals send out transdimensional waves or gravitational waves across space and time that the MIBs can pick up. What I can tell you is that Mr. Zelensky bombed Odessa, Ukraine, and blamed it on Russia again. And you wanted to read from that point. 
No. Okay, Commander, let me just hold on for a second. I got to get the page. Uh, this has, had to do with uh, finishing the report from that day. It got left, something happened. <laughs> so, okay, so this has got to go. Okay, so at this critical juncture of the astrology right now, it is saying to go within and, and go within to the high heart. The energies are as high as they can be for us to integrate at this time. Nam Namaste, blaze the violet fire. That's all that's left for that part. So now we'll continue now. And then be one more that I gotta finish when we get there. <laughs> okay, this is Monday. The Dalai Lama. Compassion naturally gives rise to tolerance and forgiveness. It allows us to appreciate that even someone we think of as an enemy is a human being with a right to be happy. Your enemy can be your best teacher because he or she teaches the possibility of unconditional compassion. And this is Tuesday. I went to an organic plant store today at 11.35 this morning. And I met an old hippie veteran who had a local, has a local radio show about gardening. I asked him about one of our plants, an amaryllis that has some type of parasite called scales formed on the leaves. He told me what to do and I thanked him. My new friend wants me to call him Scotty. Then Scotty piped up and said to me, Lord Rama, I have heard your radio show and I know about the ships. I saw them over Vietnam and I see them here in Santa Fe every day. I can't talk about what I know yet. However, what I know goes into the realm of what Dr. Stephen Greer talks about. In order to make contact, you must meditate and have peace in your heart. That This is how galactic folks of our Milky Way galaxy interact with each other. I will see you again soon, Lord Rama. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Play Satnam, please. Namaste, blaze the violet fire. And this is Wednesday. I received a text message from Tom, the ringtail cat, and sweet Angelique, the cat at 11.55 late this morning. They said to me, Lord Rama, we are at Stonehenge at sunrise again. The news we have heard we is... We were at Stonehenge because they were there in the morning and this yeah. is later in the day. Yeah. Okay. The news we have heard is that two members of the British Parliament have resigned because Boris Johnson is refusing to look into sexual misconduct charges against certain MPs as well as sexual misconduct against himself. Okay, and 
Okay, and then it goes on from there. The Schumann resonance is going sky high again today. The violet flame is permeating everything and everyone. That was yesterday that was being said about. You can actually see these purple particles of light out of the corners of your eyes. What we are telling you is your reality is changing right now. And not in a small way. They're talking about, like Bernie says, hugely, huge. Okay. As you have an open heart and greet us, us meaning the galactic, meaning on the page here. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> oh, dear. Excuse me. I got things in the way here. Uh, oh. Us meaning the galactic beings who are landing their shuttlecraft all around the world. As you greet us with an open heart, we will show up and share the next step in your evolutionary development. And let's put that together, what Wazalmina was saying. She's saying, I am the galactic one. <coughs> I am the ascended master one. And so are you and you and you and you and me and me and me and me and everyone. All we got to do is open our heart. Sometimes that seems to be so difficult. But that's, that's how it happens. So as you greet us with an open heart, we will show up and share the next step in your evolutionary development, which is Starfleet Academy, ET-101. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Satnam, namaste, and blaze the violet fire. Okay, we're done. <laughs> okay, this is today. I received a call from Catherine and Heidi today at 12.15, early this afternoon. Here is some background on Catherine and Heidi and their roles in the story, about both past and present. We've heard nothing from them from quite some time. So this was quite a surprise call. Catherine works with the King of Swords and also with other Faction 3 White Knights who work behind the scenes with MI5, MI6, England's versions of the US's CIA. Heidi, another one of our Faction 3 White Knights played an important role while stationed in Geneva, Switzerland for six years. 1993 to 1999, she worked with the Bank of International Settlements in order to zero out the economies of all the countries in the world and to make things ready for the presentation of the Nassara Bill to Congress on May 9th, 1999. On May 9th, 2000, all of Congress was 
escorted by faction three white knights through the White House and onto the Kingdom Sword starship, where they were surrounded by faction three white knights with their phasers on. They were told, you will pass the original Sara bill into law, which they did. And finally, on October 10, 2000, Bill Clinton signed the original Nassara Bill into law. Today, at this time, Heidi no longer lives in Geneva, Switzerland, nor does she work for the Bank of International Settlements. Both Catherine and Heidi are living in Tonsberg, Norway, where they are studying the neutrinos, and other elements of the cosmic light rays coming in from space. They went on to say, Lord Rama, we are here witnessing the transfiguration of our sun and translating what we are watching into science. See you in the light of the most radiant one. Sat down, namaste, blaze fire. I pass the talkie stand. Well, you can pass it to whoever you want but we're the guests hosts i mean you <laughs> me yes okay i just want to explain this just a little bit more and rama you help me um uh because um, uh people who haven't been with us since the early 90s mm. and haven't heard a lot of things about Nassara, and I'm sure this is one of them, mm -hmm. that literally on May 9th, 1999, and I'm trying to remember, but uh, the, the uh, what did it say there? On May 9th, 1999, what happened, Rama? Um. That's right. Yeah. She zeroed out the world's economies. Yes. Um, no. Um, Catherine did that over a period of six years. It took her six years to do that. Uh, from 1993 to 1999. And that was for the purpose of uh, preparing the way so that the bill, the real original bill of Nassara could be placed before Congress to be considered. That's where I wanted to go. That was May 9th, 1999, that the, the true Nassara bill, uh, the way it was supposed to be, was placed before Congress to be considered. And this is what I wanted to say is that very shortly after that, before Congress even got to look at it, Bush Sr. snatched it off the table and he put a fake Nassara bill on there for them to consider. And that was the one that was called, instead of the run that's the right one called Nassara National Economic Security and Reformation Act, George Bush Sr. put on one that said all kinds of nonsense and he called it the National Economic Stabilization and Recovery Act. Meaning we're going to just keep the empire in place and we're not going to do it the real Nassara bill wants us to do. 
We're just not going to do it. And I'm going to take this away and I'm going to put this one in and everybody's going to look at that one. And we're going to say that's the Nassara bill. That did happen. And I don't know how that all got cleared up along the way, but there's a whole year between then and then the next year on May 9th, the same May 9th date, only a year later in 2000, all of Congress, and it was Bernie Sanders that called Rama up and told him about this. Yes. Because Bernie Sanders had the experience and he knew Ma Rama and Bernie Sanders knows the King of Swords. He knows all the white knights and Bernie Sanders is a white knight. Yes. And a half and then some. And Rama used to serve Bernie his lunch. He used to work at a place that Bernie and Tom Hartman used to go there with Bernie. Yes. In uh, Montpelier, Vermont. I don't know if you remember the name of the... Port of the Moon Cafe. <laughs> so Bernie knows... Bernie knows Rama and so does Tom Hartman. So yes. Rama serving them lunches and he would go well a lot. He would go there a lot. So they were good friends. But uh, anyway, that's just another side story, but it's not a side story. You know, it's kind of like there's all kinds of wonderful white knights working in many places. And as we become more aware ourselves and as we choose to, you know, you choose to be in our hearts and be love and, and and take responsibility for being the ascended masters that we all are. Uh, you know, what did they say? Uh, and grace happens to us. Oh yeah, that word shit. Shit yeah, happens shit and great happens, 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 happens too. too. And that's another thing that we were all saying. And I think Omina oh, kind of synced it in too and say that everything is for our highest good. It depends on how you look at everything in in through the eyes of of your soul you look for the highest good of all in everything in everything i mean i'm i'm working at it i'm looking at the what's the highest good of all uh of the uh governments burning up all the food so everybody can starve to death i'm looking for solutions anyway and I know there's many ways. That, can I say something to that effect? Sure, Omina, please. Okay, because the highest good would not be burning up the food for everybody. Well, certainly wouldn't be. The oh. highest would be reversing that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just asking for ideas because the government's doing this and not telling anybody. Right. So, again, we put out the energy for the highest good, which would not be starving people scaring people that's never for any of our higher good no. so we put out the intention there the abundance for everyone and there's enough for everybody mm. what we have to do is get rid of the greed we have to start putting the energy into that wall of grief so it starts greed so that it starts breaking it up visualizations are very powerful yes if you can't visualize it on a big scale visualize it on a small scale and then it'll get bigger and bigger and bigger. The idea is to visualize that higher energy, that powerful energy breaking up all what's not for our highest good. I mean, there's loads of ways we can do it. 
But that's a simple way of doing it. It's every bit as powerful. I pass the dog a stick. Thank you, Melina. Very well said. Okay. Again, I mean, Rama, he goes to Whole Foods and he goes to all the whole, whole health food stores and all of the shelves are filled to the brim. Yeah, Santa Fe is not experiencing with other parts of the country or other parts of the world. I'm not seeing that. And Yeah, and you're not seeing what's going on in the other parts of the country, but um, no. Christopher said you can go to any store, including health stores, and there's tons of shelves empty already. In other words, people cannot buy certain things anymore because they don't have them for sale in all the stores in the whole city of Chicago. That's kind of, you know, I, I'm going to just say I require intervention for the highest good of all concerned that this greed be dispelled and replaced with love and mercy and compassion and wisdom. And maybe I'll say something to that in a minute. Uh, let's just finish this. Oh, I, I'll say it now. It's so simple. The Oracle port report says that the Zolkin, Solkin sacred count for today is five serpents. And the number five always represents change. And we always require change for the highest good to happen here. So it's five serpent. And in parentheses, it describes that five serpent, soul king, uh, soul king, sacred count as love of wisdom. That's the oracle report for the day. Love of wisdom. And the moon is in Libra, which is, Libra represents balance. Uh, and the first quarter moon phase is step out, take action. And the higher octave is finding the key to something, going around obstacles, or lead along the way by a higher power. And I'm that's what a master's do. So let's remember who we are and lead along the way by a higher power. And we have that higher power. We just have to remember we are that higher power and how we use it. Accepting change and vitality, regeneration, understanding, understanding, overstanding consequences, all three levels, understanding, understanding and overstanding all the consequences making sure you include others and not leaving anyone out now no matter what you think about anybody you don't leave anybody you i love everyone and i mean that that is the way of the force and inspiration and solutions. All those things are the higher octave of the Oracle report for the day of five serpent, love of wisdom. My goodness. The mission, spread the love. 
that sounds like fun. All right, so that's 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 the word from our oracle. So where was I here now? Okay, we're going to go back to the the ninth of May in the year two thousand, and Bernie Sanders called Mama up and told him about this, and all of Congress was escorted by Faction Three White Knights. They were all up, the Faction Three White Knights were all up in the White House and in Congress and leading them through the White House onto the starship, the King of Swords starship. And I'm just saying, this happened. This has really happened. And, um, and then um, when they got on the starship, this is the part I'm just having memory. I was talking to Penny a little about it. But I think the Saint Germain was present. You get a yes too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so all of Congress had a little, um, you might say, chat uh, with Saint Saint Germain. And I do remember that there were two members of Congress that were very, very ugly. They were very belligerent, and they were absolutely completely, totally out of line. So what St. Germain did is he put his hand out and everybody saw this in the room, everybody. And this violet flame came out of, came out of St. Germain's hand and went into the hearts of these two uh, outrageously out of place characters and nothing else happened except they disappeared. They completely disappeared. And the only thing that was present after that was a clone of them. Nobody knows where they went. They just disappeared. And everybody saw that. And when he was done talking and all of that was done and that was done and there was peace in the room, then they voted. And they voted for Nassara law to be the law of the land. That happened on May 9th of 2000. And then in that same year, in October, and we were told this was going to happen way ahead of it, Bill Clinton actually signed that Nassara bill that was passed by all of Congress minus two disappeared members. (laughs) And he signed it into law on October 10th of the year 2000, right before Bill Clinton stepped down and who was put into the presidency. That was, a, that was, that was rigged w. too. George W. Bush Jr. And he did not win. He stole the election. He actually stole the election. And Supreme Court. Once the thing again, is, is it was that controlled by Opus Dei. That the see the thing though that's so wonderful now that we can look in hindsight is that Nassar was already the law of the land. Of course, there's one more requirement besides the fact that it was signed into law and it was passed into law. It has to be enacted, and what that means is it has to be announced so that the whole world knows that it's the law. 
That's called enactment. That happens at the signal of St. Germain. Remember, St. Germain has had an office for decades. I don't know, 30, 40 years more. It has its own office in Washington, D.C. As I'm going to just say something about that before I say the next thing, because uh, Joe Wilson, he was killed by the Dark Ones. But Joe Wilson, I mean, he and his wife, um, Valerie, Plain. Valerie Plain, they've been neighbors of ours in Santa Fe for decades. Yeah. I mean, we know where they live. We meet them at the store in the parking lots down the street. We we talk. They have two twin boys that are They're in... right in between the ages of Malia and Sasha. I don't know how old Molia is anymore. And Sasha. But Sasha's the younger and Malia's the older. And they're they're in their early 20s or mid-20s by now. Oh my God. <laughs> so so are those twin boys. They're all and they're all friends. They all know each other and they all talk on the phone and they're all friends. Uh, I mean, this is just uh, something important to know about all of this. But uh, the fact that Bill Clinton signed that into law and in real terms, Nassara went into effect when it was signed into law by Bill Clinton. So Nassara has been in effect without being announced since October 10th of the year 2000. And of course, the only way that this is going to work to announce it you know, because it changes everything, uh, is to help as many people. And this is why we do these shows. We help as many people with as many questions as they would like to ask and, ask and get answered. And, and together as a round table, we have questions amongst each other and answers amongst each other. And we just share and, and share the love. And that's what the, what that's our job, as the uh, Oracle report said. Uh, and what do we share? We share love of wisdom. We share love of wisdom. That doesn't go away. It keeps on happening, and then more things happen. So let's not forget that. Okay, so then um, the fact is that that's where the money comes from then, because the SAR is the law. There is money uh, for that purpose to make sure that we get what needs to be done to enact it publicly. And so everything that Rama gets in the reports on a daily basis, and it's like, oh, what does that mean? Okay, Rama said this and that on this and that. This happened and Penny's transcribing and in the middle of everything, you know, we had a tired day today while we still, life goes on and we still do all these things. So today at this time, Heidi no longer lives in Geneva, Switzerland. And I was going to say something about that too, because Rama, um, uh, Nada went to Geneva, Switzerland to help Heidi somewhere along the way with all of this. Mm -hmm. And somebody else did that too. I mean, Catherine did too. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
don't just, recall. <laughs> I do not recall. And that happens a lot too, you know, like, you know, things that you usually remember, you can't remember anymore. And there's always something about that that's for the highest good. So we just got to, we're not losing our mind. But the things we do on automatic, according to what the old paradigm gave us to do, is the, is the situation that needs to be really looked at. You know, like Boris Johnson doesn't want to talk about sexual abuse that he committed, along with those mothers. But uh, the other members of the parliament, all 60 of them, quit today because they know about it. And they don't like it and they don't want to be associated with it. So they darn well quit. That is, that's beyond amazing. That has never happened like that in, that I can remember. Maybe somebody that's older and wiser than me can remember something like that happening in the British parliament. I don't remember. I'm just saying. That's astounding. And they didn't had- it happen in the didn't it happen in the sixties with um where a sexual scandal brought down an awful lot of powerful people in parliament? I don't know, because if you were there more I'm I'm trying to remember his name, Profumo or something like that. Do the huge sex scandal with the prime minister at the in the early sixties. Who was the prime minister of of Brit of London, England in the early sixties? Yeah, that the Profumo affair was a huge scandal. Yeah, yeah. it's like um, it was a high-ranking cabinet member. Yes, uh, it was. And he was having an affair with the same young woman that a a Russian official was having an affair with. In fact, there were two of them. Christine Keeler and someone else. That's right. That's that's and, who I was trying to think of. Christine Keeler. I mean, there were two, the one was a, a teenager. I think she was only eighteen or nineteen. They were really young, and boy, it turned things up upside down in British Parliament. Good gravy. So what happened? Do you remember Caroline or, or Almina? What happened in the Parliament? Well, I think an awful lot of them had to resign. I mean, I don't remember well, the whole history about it. I have to look it up. Oh, good. But that was, I don't think there's been as big a one since, but that was huge. It, it was big. <laughs> was it more than 60 resigning all at once? Oh, I don't know about that, but there were, it was huge in terms of, I mean, you know, okay. sex, and, sex and power are very yeah. huge aphrodisiacs for people. Yeah. yeah. Well, he was Secretary of State for War in Harold Macmillan's conservative government. And he was married, and he had an affair with a 19-year-old model, Christine Keeler. I'm getting this off the net here. It started in 1961. He denied the affair in a statement to the House of Commons. But weeks later, a police investigation exposed the truth, proving that Profumo had lied to the House of Commons. And that, that scandal severely damage the credibility of Macmillan's government. I mean, this happened all the time, this sort of thing, and plenty worse, but they would keep it covered up. This found its way into the spotlight. So Macmillan resigned as prime minister in 63, citing ill health, 
and then the fallout contributed to the conservative government's defeat by the Labour Party in the 64 general election. But <clears throat> there, were, there were reports that Keeler may have been simultaneously involved with a Captain e- Ivanov or Ivanov, <clears throat> a Soviet naval attaché, <clears throat> which created a possible national security risk. So that was the complication. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Caroline, that's quite a that's quite a foghorn you got going there, Commander. That call. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, he, so he knew them both. He she had a friendship with Stephen Ward, an osteopath and socialite, who had taken her under his wing. And the exposure of the affair generated rumors of other scandals, drew official attention to the activities of Stephen Ward, who was charged with a series of immorality offenses. Britain was still doing that sort of thing back then, and um, then he took a fatal overdose because he felt like a scapegoat for what other people had done that was wrong. And then um, he took a fatal overdose during the final stage of his trial, which found him guilty of living off the immoral earnings, quote unquote, of Keeler and her friend, Mandy Rice Davies. That was the other woman. Yeah. So it looks like they had a bit of a side business going on. Yikes. That was ugly, especially for the early 60s. Well, this brings back memories of that time, though, because today, this morning, when it was morning in England, 60 members of parliament quit. Well, what's going on? I mean, they must know more than what's coming out in the press. Do they know that that Boris, what did he all out assault someone, not just Harris, but but kind of attack someone sexually? (laughs) Is that the deal or? Is he raping children or, or I don't know, Rama, do you have any information? Only what he was told and what he read in the report and what the report said is that uh, Boris Johnson absolutely refused to talk about the scandal going on in Parliament where all these parliamentarians were guilty of sexual abuse. Well, yeah, it would it would highlight a whole whole networks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that the sixty that resigned were you see, Johnson got up there and said that he would not step down until they had his replacement. Exactly. And they didn't like that. And I think that's what they walked out in protest of. Right. They wanted him to step down right away. And he right. said no. He was being defiant and said that um, he would wait until they found his replacement. And they didn't want that. They want to put, they already had somebody in mind that they would have in there in the interim while they were going to elect another one. And I think that's why the 60 um, resigned in, turn, in a protest. Yeah, oh, because he could—that's a really he could step question. down. He could step down right now. Surely he has a second in command. Well, of course he could. But he's very, yeah, but he's very defiant. He doesn't want to do that. He's such a—he's such a posh little duck. He's so—he's well, he's in the same group sold as, as as Trump. Oh, absolutely! You know? They're best buddies. When they have meetings at the World Economic Forum, they're always hanging all over each other. They're both oafs. They're both idiots. 
and they're both complete, probably complete addicts. They're toddler souls. Oh, they don't have any souls. That is an absolute truth. Not only that, Donald Trump is a hologram. And he's been a hologram for some years now. Well, gee, you would think they'd give him a much prettier face if he was. He's ugly. Yeah, they haven't improved him any. <laughs> no, they haven't. You would think a hologram would make him look, you know, appealing on some level. Yeah, he's still egg-shaped. And and, uh... <laughs> and everybody associated with him. Lindsey Graham, you have that other guy from Texas. So uh, a that guy, more, that a guy of, Lindsey Graham, is really evil. That is no, no. But I mean, my yeah. my observation of them when they became associated with Trump, they began to become very ugly looking. Seriously, mm-hmm. yeah, their energies were degrading. Absolutely, and they just became so ugly. Yeah, ugly looking that up. they would turn you off. This is what um all um. Uh, the the English playwright who wrote a uh, picture of Dorian Gray, Oliver um, Wilde. <clears throat> Oscar Wilde? Oscar Wilde, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Gosh, my brain. <laughs> Oscar That's Wilde okay. wrote a picture of Dorian Gray. The picture kept degrading as a, a symbol of how you cannot escape ever what's going on with, uh, with you on a soul level. You know, it's going right. to show up somewhere. You can kind of hide it but it's still going to show up somewhere. And That's now right. the energy's coming in. You can't hide a portrait in the attic, metaphorically speaking. Right. Everything's going to show. You just can't hide. That's, that's the whole yeah. bottom line. There's no hiding, period. Yeah. You can run, but you can't hide? Well, you can <laughs> run all you want. You're still going to run into the wall at the end. So yeah, I don't no think matter. they can even run anymore. <clears throat> They're going to be found. So if we could, I can see that it's 9-11, it says here. <laughs> okay, good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just yeah, wanted, no. I wanted to just do a close. Let's just do a real quick close uh, uh, and, and put some good vibrations to this conversation. And mm. that, that is, um, for the highest good of all concerned, that we, the people of the world, invoke peace and love with wisdom and justice for all and do it every day for the sake of peace and love and wisdom and justice in the world. Now. World. You know, they had that little poster that you could put on our little sign that you put on your bumper sticker and it said World Peas now, P E A S now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that's too cute. It's really oh. cute, but that's it's Nasara now and World Peas now. Let's keep that in mind. And if it makes us chuckle, get the pumper sticker and put it on there. <laughs> for the sake of for the sake of Mother Earth, she is absolutely got her dander up. Let's put it that way. For what they're doing. Someone needs to get their dander up. <laughs> well, she's definitely doing that. And uh Absolutely. We we love Mother Earth and 
Um, we'll see. Rama will talk some more with his people about this little thing they're doing, burning all the food and all the farms and all the land. What? The, what? What? Yeah. Good night, I'm everyone. That, that amazing story. I'm sorry, Rama. Good night, Omina. Good night, Omina. We love you more. <laughs> that, that amazing story that you tell about uh, Congress being taken aboard the King of Swords ship with white knights with phasers and they're said, told, you will vote this in, you know, that sort of a thing. Um, is that on your website so I can refer more people to it? Because this all this falls in line with what I just channeled that I'm going to be putting out tomorrow. I think it is on our website. Well, Penny, Penny. Um, yeah, we need to ask Penny if it's there. On the Nassara website, it at least has a little bit of a story about that, doesn't it, Penny? I, I can't tell you that. Um, I'd have to go and look. I think it's on the very second page uh, where it says... Um, Hidden history. Regarding the creation of the bill known as the, the National Economic Security and Reformation Act. It might be in there, yeah. I can't remember, frankly. It says late one evening on March 9th. Oh, maybe it was March 9th. It was mm -hmm. March 9th, both <laughs> days, Rama. It wasn't May 9th. Mm. Yep, 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 there it is. On March 9th, 2000, a written quorum call was hand-delivered by Delta Force and Navy SEALs to 15 members of the United States Senate and the United States House who were sponsors and co-sponsors of Nassara. They were immediately ex escorted by the Delta Force and the Navy SEALs to their respective voting chambers where they passed the National Economic Security and Reformation Act. And Rama just told more detailed story about that. It just says that there, but the voting chambers ended up being on the King of Swords starship. Yeah. And where I wanted you, to where say- Where are you reading from, Tara? Where can people find that? I think it should be like Penny was saying, she'd have to look, but it should be on our website where on the front page, there's a, a bar and it tells you where you can click for different things. And one of them says Nasara. Yeah, I've been looking at both Nasara pages. And that's and, that's and that's bar. where it is. And uh, there's actually 36 pages in that version, I think. Nasara information short version. <laughs> 36 pages. And so on page two, the back page of page one. Okay, so it's not obviously on the website. You have to. You just got to click on the SAR and all 36 pages are there as far as I know. No. So on page two of the document called the SAR information short version. Yeah, but that's not on the website that I can see. Oh, it is. It's on the website. Where yeah, you click on the where, what's, what's the URL? Rainbowroundtable.net forward right. slash what? What? What's the URL? One of the tabs. 
Yeah, oh. you just you just have to click on when you go to rainbowroundtable.net, you click on the tab that says Nasara Law. And um and that's click on, on the front that page, tab. right? Micah, yes, correct, correct. And, and when you click on Natsara Law, it has... Okay, the, now I see it. It's under creation. Yeah. All right, so it's rainbowroundtable.net forward slash Natsara hyphen law. Correct. Thank you, creation. Caroline. Yes. Yeah, it's under creation of the bill. Okay, now I see it. Yeah, I was... Okay, and then there's 36 pages of information and everybody should read everything in there. Yes, if you if you go down when just that same link that Caroline said, uh, when you go to the rainbowroundtable.net, you click on Nasara Law, and then you scroll down to the bottom, and there's a download button to download the 33-page PDF document to read the detail and facts on Nasara's history, creation, and the people involved. And this is very in, amazing that uh, since March 9th, so we're going to c- correct the, that all in the updates too. Since March 9th of the year 2000, it was passed into law. That's a real thing. And then on October 10th of the same year, 2000, Bill Clinton signed it into law. That means Sarah has already been law except for one thing, which is the enactment phase. That that has to be done. And St. Germain said, we're not doing that until people get some low down here. And he said that, you know, 22 years ago, right? Because this is 2022 and that happened in 2000. So he said, not yet. And that's the not yet of 22 years yeah. Uh, Tara and Rama every day of the week and anything and Sunday. <laughs> I'm just saying, um, uh, passing what we learn from the activities going on. And St. Germain has been in charge this whole time. And the, again, just to make it real clear, what happens in the process of the Sara law being enacted is St. Germain orders the King of Swords to order the Provost Marshal General to order martial law. That's St. Germain orders the King of Swords orders the Provost Marshal General to order not to order martial law. Martial law is declared and the first thing that happens is a member of the Ashtar Command or Ashtar himself shows up on every TV screen in the world. And every other programming is canceled. And we see either a member of the Ashtar Command or Ashtar himself enacting publicly, announcing it, enacting the Sara Law in front of us all. That's called galactic intervention, and that happens. Okay, is there any questions? <laughs> yeah, I image it all the time. <laughs> yes, yeah. Car- Caroline, and you you helped us put some of this material in this book that's on there. 
where you just told everybody to go to read it. (laughs) Okay. You might might recognize it if you read it. Oh, yeah. I know. (laughs) How tired Rabbo write that? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There is only one of us here, and it doesn't matter who we are, because there's only one of us here, because it's called one beingness in present time there is no future there is no past there's only now the sara now world peas now and i say that we call on tj to put on the music i'm sure penny picked something perfect for tonight damn right (laughs) Penny. (laughs) thank you to all our listeners Thank you, everyone. Many blessings. Thank you, Raman. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Let's enjoy the music.